Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! He's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. January 18th, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, all in the house on your thirsty Thursday. Your Thornton's Thursday. Mm. Thornton's Thirsty Thursday. 89 cents, 32-ounce drinks. I got an email yesterday saving 25 cents per gallon at Thornton's. They have locations all across Louisville. Download that app and see what goodies they're going to send your way. It's the Refreshing Rewards app. Best way to get your Thursday started. Scoots, I didn't pop my head in and say hello. I normally always do. Roush distracted me. I know. I, it's, I wanted all Scoots all to myself. Understandable. So good morning, Scoots. Good to see you. You look sleepy. Good morning, TJ. I am very sleepy, yeah. I'm I, sleepy, too. I, I, I was... I was kind of thinking, like, you were mad at me. I was like, why, why didn't TJ come say hello? But no, I mean, no, it was just strictly because I saw Roush, and I, I I had to drop my stuff, stuff off in here, and I was running late myself anyways. Roush usually doesn't beat me here. <laughs> Roush looks sharp today. You look good. What do you got going on today? Nothing. Really? Yeah. Usually you can always kind of tell, like, in the studio who actually has stuff to do later oh, yeah, and who doesn't. Yeah. It's like, but... What do I look like? So do you think I got anything going on today? You do not have anything <laughs> going an, on It's today. an office day. And here's the thing, though. I'm tricking everyone because, like, this shirt, it's getting a second wear. You ever oh, have... You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Exactly you, what you're, you're talking like, about. But if I keep it out, it was, like, hanging up somewhere long enough in the rotation that I just was like, okay, so nobody's going to notice. And also, it's not dirty. Looks a little classed up. And the big thing is... The clothes, basically, my wardrobe is in my cold sunroom. So, like, Ooh. if I don't have to go in there, then it's a win. So, that's what I did this morning. I avoided going into the freezing cold sunroom, which is not as cold this morning. 26? I was saying the same thing when I was outside today. I was like, huh, not as bad as it has been. So A balmy you, 26. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought about putting shorts on. <laughs> it almost feels like summertime. The I, I didn't wear the gloves. The gloves have stayed off because wow. it was it was that it was that warm. I admittedly wore my gloves. I don't have I don't have gloves, so I don't wear I don't I don't ever wear gloves. I mean, watching, yeah, I always have nice pockets though, so that's that's half the battle. Watching uh, Fargo, they're like outdoors in North Dakota, and they're all wearing like leather gloves, like really nice leather. It's like th- those are people who spend a lot of time in real cold. They 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 keep those those puppies warm. They do, yeah, they do. So uh, enjoy enjoy. I think we're getting snow tonight, right? 
Yeah, it's supposed to start a little bit during the day and then really pick up overnight. So one to three inches. Would you say that's a like three inches? Is that a lot of inches? Like a lot, that, like, a lot of inches. I would say so. Yeah, I, I agree. Like you know, we've only gotten dusting so far. Mm-hmm. So I think if you got the full three inches, I, I did take. Uh, was outside with Duke for a little bit yesterday afternoon, and that snow too cold. Hopefully, this snow a little bit better to make snowballs with. And, you know, do the whole snow fun thing because he's he's loving it. And just making footprints in the snow. He's he's tickled with. I went to weatherchannel.com and I guess I punched in the area code for uh, Laguna, the Philippines. Oh, that's, that's the weather in Laguna. The that Philippines. sounds great this time of yeah, year. It, it, I mean, they're they're living large. They've they've got a high of eighty six and a low of seventy five today. <laughs> Partly cloudy. Bummer. Sounds yeah, tough. That, sounds awesome. So really Scoots nice. wants to uh, we go move to the tropics. KRC vacation somewhere nice. Oh, can we? You know the, com- how- the company would probably pay for it. I would imagine. <laughs> we need to do the thing. It it's not as popular as it used to be, but where they just take cruises with. Media personalities. Oh yeah, like the Impractical Jokers cruise, but it's a Kentucky roll call cruise. Right, they did that with uh, like KSR did it. WKYT's done it. Like you could go on a cruise with Rob Bromley. Like they do it for like this little time of operations. Then we can definitely get one. Rob Bromley's getting a cruise. Right, it's not like you have to be kissed to have a kiss cruise. Yeah, I'm in. I, I am. I think there are better cruise lines than other cruise lines, but I am not out on cruises. I know some people that are just universally out on like stuck on a boat. You kidding me? No way. It's no, like, man, it's it's pretty awesome. It's like stuck on a boat. You got a bajillion things to do, and you're always like a ten minute walk to your room. You know? Yeah. Um, and the the only thing that's uh, and, and you can also just pay more and get the all you can drink, but that is the only difference between that and, and all inclusive is that it. Really is all inclusive, but at least if you're on a, a boat, you got to pay for the booze. But aside from that, I'm I'm with you. The only, you know, it's a little tight quarters. It is. So if, if but like, I don't want to spend time. Like if I'm on the boat, I don't want to be in my room, right? I don't. I've never had. If a I'm bad on time anywhere really in vacation, I don't want to just be stuck inside somewhere. Usually, you want to be able to enjoy outdoors, right? And even if you're hungover, you just go roast in the sun. That. Sweat it out a or it's like, you know what? I don't want to be in the sun today. I'll go hit up the casino. The last cruise I went on was 2014. And I wouldn't probably go on that cruise again. But like it, it was it was fun. We did the all you can we did like the drink all you can drink thing. Because mm-hmm. we like we did the math, you know, I was at that point twenty two years old, or I guess twenty three years old. I did the math on it and I was like, all right, so if I drink this much a day, it makes sense to do it. If I don't drink that, do you think I'll blah 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 blah? I would never do that again. Just so, like the stress of being like, oh, you probably need to have a cup. You probably need to drink a little bit today to get your money's worth. That, yeah, I'm, I'm out on that. That's just being older, though. The oh yeah, because that was right around my cruise. I was senior in college, and so I had no money. And we devised a plan to sneak booze onto the boat. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean out this uh, mouthwash container and put booze in it, clear booze in it. They're not gonna notice. I mean, I. Did I need to do all of that? No. I could have just brought a liquor bottle probably, and they wouldn't have noticed. But I went through these great links because you're not supposed to sneak booze mm-hmm. onto a cruise ship. Um, and then I tried to make a drink with it, and it just tasted like mouthwash. So <laughs> so I did what any sensible college student would do. I spent all of pretty much all of but $40 I had in my bank account. It was just like, I'm getting the booze package. Let's do it. <laughs> and yeah, I had about 40 bucks when I got home. And when you burp, you have a little soap come out of your mouth? What'd you put in the bottle? 
I guess it was mouthwash, uh, not shampoo. We did shampoo on our cruise. It was uh, rum. Mm. Yeah. I was just like, oh, well, this is cheap, and like I'll just mix it with like a soda or something. You so. couldn't pretend that it was like rumple mints? No, I mean it was it was mouthwash. <laughs> I like I you know I've I've been to some dark places, especially during that time <laughs> in my life. But drinking mouthwash instead, just the drink package we had one day where it was lit day, and you know we, they people were borrowing. That was when I had a broken ankle, so I got around the cruise ship on a wheelchair, and uh, people were borrowing the wheelchair to wheel people back to their rooms because it was it was lit day. Good old lit day. Uh, lit. The cats cruised last they, night. They, they were lit. Speaking of cruising, the cats cruised a ninety to seventy seven win over Mississippi State. I, I think again we were kind of all over this one for the most part. Uh, I I thought Kentucky should cruise, come out looking a little angry from the loss on Saturday, and they did just that. And if not for a final six zero run from Mississippi State in the final ninety seconds of the game. Uh, you, you could have a score. You could have near a twenty-point win for for Kentucky. Thirteen looks a little bit better on the scoreboard for the Bulldogs, but it was all cats throughout the duration of the game. The only moment of pause that I think Kentucky fans had was the start of the second half, where you had Mississippi State go on that run to make things just a, a little bit more interesting. Uh, but no sweat. Kentucky made a couple substitutions. Roush. Bada boom, bada bing. The lead was right back up to a good yeah. buffer zone game. The Cats didn't have to sweat it out late. I, I wanted Cal to just burn that timeout before they hit that three. Though. Oh yeah, that was, was on, that was on Cal. Yeah, make, like, no, make no mistake about that. We love Cal, but like, like, dude, you're not. What are you saving the timeout for? Team, this isn't going to be a close game. Your just, team was melting. Yeah. Like, just stop it. And it was the same people that was kind of doing the silly same things, and it needed to end right then and there because the like that game shouldn't even been a game in the second half. Kentucky's up what eighteen at halftime. Uh, I believe so. It was, was up it to 29 47. It, it was 20 right before half, but I think Mississippi State hit a bucket late. Yeah, 18. Yeah, so it, it's 18 at halftime. And, and they then, opened the half on a 14 2 run and cut and it to six. Before even three minutes of the second half have taken place, it's a six point game. Yeah. That, that, Cal, you cannot let that happen. And it didn't help that you also had Jimmy Dykes. Uh, basically saying like, oh, he may call a timeout here. Okay, he's going to let him play. Oh, turnover. Oh, another basket. Okay, he was thinking about calling a timeout here, but oh, it's a turnover. Oh, no. It was like, I would call it. Call the timeout. Just let's let's figure this stuff out. And Roush, we're all happy with the game last night. I, I think any sense of nitpicking or just being, you, you know, pointing out maybe some of the negatives from last night, that's just – we have to do a radio show, and we want this UK team to continue to get better. There were a, cu- a couple things to, to point out that weren't great. For the most part, though, like 95%, a lot to like from last night. But I think a big conversation just from the, all right, well, we got to, you know, you got to have, it can't just all be rainbows and butterflies. When do we start worrying about the lineups? <laughs> we, we, do we, we worry about the lineups? Yeah. It's going to be the topic of conversation, I think, for a lot of people. But that being said, you, you you had the wrong lineup in there to start the second half, and it it did it, it cost you. Luckily, you made the right changes, and everything worked itself out. But I'm, I'm, if UK loses a game where we're having a conversation about the lineups, people are are not going to be. It, it's not going to be as tame as a conversation. So, do we have? Do you think it's appropriate to talk about that? No, I'm, okay. I'm giving it till Saturday. All right, like because here's okay. the thing. And you can just say what you can just say. It's it's less about the quote unquote the lineups and more about like is Justin Edwards 
Is yeah, it, is, I, I was probably a little harsh on poor Justin Edwards in the Dash Clips post game show yesterday after the game, but yeah, that's that's where the. I mean, you're you're just you're from. just getting frustrated watching him kind of do the same thing over and over again. It's just other players are showing you signs of progress, and they're all of them. All of them seem to be getting better each game in a different area, and that doesn't mean all of them are always having better games than the games before. But you're seeing some signs of progress, and with Edwards, I just don't know where you're where you're. He, he played it. the fewest minutes of anybody that played last night. Sixteen. I think that's that's good. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I so think that's a, a that, solid that, development. It's part of where my head's at. Is it's like, well, he's playing fewer minutes, and you're not. I mean, the only negative plus minus on the team, Justin Edwards, which I don't think would surprise a bunch of people. But here's my thing. I, they got Georgia at home on Saturday, and then back to back road games at South Carolina. Yeah, next week's a big week. Yeah, but the Arkansas one. If you could have, in theory, in theory, Justin Edwards matches up with a lot of guys they have, right? Like, they, they have a lot of long, athletic guys. In theory, you, you you need Justin Edwards to be playing well in that game. Maybe a dude's back by the end. So, I, I really think a lot of what Cal's doing is just, well, we don't have a dude, so let's see if we can turn Justin on here. And if not, then as soon as, soon as a dude's back, I, I do think all of those minutes are going there. Yeah. And... But on the other hand, too, like I think, I, agree, I think everybody, I, I think everybody who has criticisms of Edward, like they're, they're all valid. He's just he hasn't, it hasn't clicked for him. We, we were, I, we, I was expecting it to be a slow start, but for it to eventually the light switch to come on, and it just, it just hasn't um, at all. And now he's had like brief, like oh, he's stepping into his shot, he's looking a little aggressive, but consistency has has not been there for Justin Edwards. It has not, and he hasn't really ever. He hasn't been able to find just, all right, shot's not falling. I can at least do this. Everybody yeah. else has an at least I can do this for the most part. If, a lot of times you'll on teams you'll have at least I can play defense. This team, not as strong in that area. But I do think they took a step in the right direction yesterday, Roush. And I, I think that they, especially in the first half, what they did with, with Tulu Smith I thought was pretty impressive. Cal continues to control the tempo and make teams play their style not having to go to what they want to do. And I think Mississippi State's a nice matchup for Kentucky. I'm sure that game in Starkville is going to be a different story than it was last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Kentucky won't have a 17 a 17 free throw advantage over Mississippi State when that game's in Starkville. Team, they'll just play differently, though. Both teams, it won't be the officiating. Yeah, the, the, the one team, guy, the, the Hubbard, was one of 11, and I think he was averaging like 12 points off the bench per game. Yeah, he's their you little know. freshman that is uh, – that's really, really good. He he had a horrible, horrible shooting night. Thank you. Like we deserve to have somebody have an awful shooting night against Kentucky. Uh, we'll we'll take that. And some so, of that was decent defense on yeah. him, and some of it also he just missed some open shots, which we're all happy about. But they, if a team wants, that's why I think like when people are like Kansas and Purdue, these are tough matchups for Kentucky. I want to play teams that want to throw the ball inside. That takes the pressure off our guards, Roush. That, that, they can't be getting beat off the dribble when they're going to try to force-feed the ball to their That's slow, bogged-down big. And then Smith Man, that, started, one, that one guy, thick. Oh, my God. He, when they were like, yeah, he was playing offensive tackle, I'm like, because he should be playing offensive tackle. Look at that guy. My wife was in like disbelief of this fella. She was like, that guy, if he's under 30 years old, I'm, I'm not buying it. Well, he's, he's, he's almost not. I he, mean, He will be 24 this He'll be 24 in June or July. 
It'll be 24 okay. in June or July. I was like, well, he, that is a grown man. I was he like, had, when he started his college experience, I was like 25 years old. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to he think He was about. playing football at West Virginia and then did like a long – He's a big boy. Juco route. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching him get up and down the floor, but it's also like – Dude, why didn't you just play football? And I know they people, had a lot of people were texting or tweeting that. I know they had this. Well, he really fell in love with the game. They dedicated. Well, you know what? I would probably fall in love with the game that could pay you potentially to play for professionally. He didn't even do anything, did he? Not really. No. I mean, he had six, uh, six and one in twelve minutes. Yeah, he he didn't even get that much. I think the style of play just wasn't built for Big Jimmy Bell. That was a lot of an up and down game, and I don't think Jimmy Bell likes getting up and Dude, down. Dude, Big Jimmy Bell is such a great. Oh yeah, folksy Southern name <laughs> like oh Big Jimmy, Big Jimmy Bell. Should we add him he, to the roster with the Indiana State guy in terms of like we're fans of? Yeah, we're just yes. Put him in the Robbie Avila category. Doesn't, doesn't Big Jimmy Bell? Isn't that a guy that like? It's like when my dad talks about the old male teams. I forget who Daryl Griffith's teammate was, but he always had a toothpick behind his ear back in the seventy. Big Jimmy Bell is that kind of guy where he was just. Larger than life, Paul Bunyan-like stories. I think he, he used to beat the crap out of Leroy Brown back in the day. Oh, and Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> uh, yeah, but UK, they had the answer for Jimmy Bell. A lot of teams maybe don't. The Cats did for Big Jimmy Bell. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, so you brought up the defense, and I kept – you know, I, I write like the morning post after the game, and I'm last night I'm like, it felt like the defense played better, but then you look around and you're like, well, you did let Mississippi State score 77, and they shot 45% from the field. Like, that's, I mean, it's not great, but it, like, I was trying to figure out the, the stats and stuff. And then I, Cal said it after the game. He said, we told on ourselves, uh, we can guard because really a lot of, um, when you break it down, outside of that 14 to 2 run, I think Kentucky outscored them. Like about thirty points, like it was a it was a pretty impressive margin when you take a. Uh, so there was a seven minute stretch where Mississippi State outscored UK thirty to thirteen, UK outscored them seventy seven to forty seven in the other thirty three minutes. Ooh. So really, outside of that short little stretch, Jeez, it was all cats everything. That was a stat from our our, our pal Jack Pilgrim, and Jack, I, you, you got a cute kid, buddy. Oh yeah, yeah. total. Like he's he's in chubby cheek mode too. Oh, yeah, yeah it's that's, a fun stage, yeah. Jack. And then they're gonna start like getting wheels, and you know it, yeah, it's a game yeah. changer. Oh. But enjoy this little chubby cheek stage. It's great. Um, I I think the defense and the rebounding was better. But I th- so so I think of it as like, well, this isn't a very like that's what you should be doing against bad offensive teams like Mississippi State. I like to look at it on the other side of the coin where you say, wow, this offense scored 90 points against a top-10 defense in college basketball. And one of the best three-point defenses in college basketball, they had a lot of open looks that they missed, too, right? I mean, they, they were 7-23, wasn't their best three-point shooting night. But, I mean, there was two Reed Shepard threes where I'm like, how did that not go in? No, he they, was they wide put- open and was right there. Like, th- this offense, three straight games, 90-plus points, it's the ninth time this year. They're, they're going to light it up against pretty much anybody. My wife had a Reed Shepard moment last night. I was so proud of her. Like, he caught the ball on the wing and just drained a three. And, like, when he caught it, I was like, you got to hit that. Why? You know, this, this is the shot he makes. And he swished it. And she was just like, does he ever miss when he's open? I was like, no, he doesn't. 
gave her a kiss on the forehead. And then yeah. get a little wink. And it, yeah, he sure doesn't. Uh, he missed an open one last he, night. He did miss an open one last night. But that, but like, it is, you feel like, whoa, what? what? That's supposed to go in, Reed. That What, you missed it? He That's took not a, how this he goes. He took a contested one, too, and made it. It was he like, did. oh, thank you, Reed. You're shooting more shots. See, but, that's how I feel about Antonio. What, just let it rip? When, when he's open, oh, I, I just expect it to go in every dude, time. And his, that dude, is, his is maybe like a prettier shot than Reed. He doesn't even hit the arc rim. On doesn't hit the rim, oh, ever. It barely hits the net. I'm waiting for like the net to just like disintegrate because it's such such a pure <laughs> dust stroke. to dust, ash exactly, to ash. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> or like it rises like the phoenix again. Tw- or something Twenty-seven like that. points, eight of twelve. He is having an incredible season. This is eighth, again, eighth twenty-plus point game, and I think he's up to averaging like twenty-four over the last five games, six games. I want to give these these people credit. Uh, I forget who tweeted it out. I think it was somebody in the sack pack. But they were like, if Antonio Reeves was a freshman, he'd be at the top of all the national player of the year list. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, And we need to probably start pushing that a little bit more because this dude on one of the best teams in college basketball is one of the best scorers. He's a team that has maybe i i gotta probably stop saying the five first round draft picks because i cannot imagine a scenario right now where justin edwards would be a first round draft pick but a team that has multiple first round draft picks he ain't one of them and he is shining over everybody else he's having an incredible season Uh, another huge game for him he scored yeah it's 23 points per game since the Louisville game that's i mean that's insane (laughs) And again, he's benefiting greatly off having these other options. And I think you're probably going to start seeing teams be like, all right, you know what? We actually need to take away Antonio Reeves and make him the focal point. But then, all right, good luck with Rob and DJ and Reed and some of these other guys. And let's not forget about Trey either. Roush, UK got outscored from behind the perimeter, which is the strength of this UK team is it's three-point shooting, and still had a blowout win. It's yeah. pretty. I mean, it's impressive thing to be able to say is that like you don't. I think what that tells us is you don't necessarily have to be hot from outside. You can get it a bunch of different ways, and UK did. Uh, didn't have to rely on the three ball against Mississippi State. Instead, just ran efficient offense. What was UK's point per possession? Did you see that out there anywhere? Um, was, I have I, not. It's one point three two. So that that's solid. I mean, that's <laughs> and and that you know they've had games better than that. So. Uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty good clip, especially taking your foot off the gas there a little bit near the end. But all around, good performance from Kentucky. What we were looking for, take care of business at home, come out a little ticked off. I think all those things did happen, and UK moves to three and one in the SEC, thirteen and three on the season, one game back between Auburn and Alabama, who I think they play each other next week. That'll be a fun one in the conference. Uh, let's get to some of the morning grab and go texters. Although, do we only have the one? Oh wow! People... No, for some reason it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, you got to gotta refresh. It. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you do have to do that. Okay, I was like, well, that would be a that's, little strange. That's a Only new to have one after a game. That's a new development for me. Typically, in the past, I haven't had to refresh, but now, for if some you're ever reason, wondering, like, eh, that's kind of weird, just do the old refresh. Yeah. Texter says, "Morning, gentlemen. Great win last night. Unfortunately, though, I'm finally leaving the Justin Edwards hope train. The guy could have had a good sophomore season, but the team is noticeably worse when he is on the floor." Took his points over seven and couldn't even get that in a high-scoring game where we dominated. We have to admit at this point that he is what he is and he isn't going to figure it out. Well, I disagree on that. Like there is uh, somebody on the post-game show last night. Roush was like, you know, to to give a little counter to Justin Edwards. I'm glad that they did. They were like, you got to remember, we were having similar conversations with Chris Livingston this time last year, and he did turn it on. He did figure it out. And was he ever? 
the dominant player that we were hoping for. What was he? He was the last pick of the draft, was he? Mm-hmm. Or was that Oscar? Uh, no, he was, where did Livingston go? It was Into like the first middle, round? No, it was middle of the second. Okay. But like maybe more towards the top, I think. No, he was like the second to last pick. I was thinking correctly. He was pick 58. It was not the last pick because then some teams not have picks. Anyway, anyways, yeah. I think he like, was. Yeah, he still didn't have a dominant season, but he was a different player in February and March than he was in January. He started December. doing one thing well, and that was rebounding. They really he started rebounding. He started mm-hmm. to be a little bit more physical. He hit some outside shots. Uh, he started scoring a little bit better. It did click for him. So I'm not saying it's all over for Justin Edwards. I'm just. When we were going to give him a longer leash in December and early January to figure it out, hey, he's got to get minutes because you got to let mm-hmm. him kind of grow. I, I do think we're past that stage now. Not that he won't get any minutes, and not that if he goes out there, Roush, and he's playing well, we shouldn't say, like, all right, you know what, Maybe let's keep him in there. He's doing some good things here. But the difference between Edwards and Livingston, although I do like the comparable, is you didn't really have a choice for Livingston. Like, who else yeah, are you going to play, right, Roush? Well, and the same thing with Wendy and Gabriel, where they had a choice, but Cal just kept him in the starting lineup and then would sub him out after five minutes or whatever. Yeah, well, I think it all worked out in the long run with Wendy and Gabriel. He was one of UK's and better three-point shooters. And he came back for a second year. And Yeah, and that – okay, you're talking about that first well, year. Yeah, yeah, that, one yeah was, that, that first year, he, they just kept starting point. him with the BAM team, and then it was like, all right, let's get Wendy out, put our – it was was it Willis that would come in right yeah, away, and then maybe right. somebody else would rotate around. They well, just put Briscoe, Briscoe with the three guard lineup, yeah, like a, and yeah. then maybe move Willis to the four. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Um, but the difference is UK's got so many options, and the most threatening option for Edwards minutes it doesn't even exist right now. the Arrow. When will he be back? No clue. I'm just going to have the idea that we're not going to see him until we do see him, just because otherwise, you know. If it's, if it's general soreness, if it's sergeant back spasms, whatever it may be, I'm just going to assume we're not going to see him until we do see him. And then once he's back, then even even more so, this applies to Justin Edwards. But you don't want to be mean to the kid. Seems like an awesome dude. I, I bet he has a I bet he has a good game somewhere. I bet he's an important role player and an important UK win at some point. But we don't. You don't have to try to pull it out of him anymore. In 16 minutes last night, Roush, make no mistake about it, I think Cal's on the same page as we are. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's a good thing. Another texter on the Thornton's text line. It's our buddy John. John here. Good morning, everyone. The Cats are so awesome. They can flat out get buckets. I cannot remember a college basketball team averaging 90-plus points a game. We were watching something special. On a side note, I went against my saving principles and bought a, tr- bought a tuck. <laughs> uh, a tuck? Tummy, tummy tuck? What? It was a good price, but maybe I should have waited. Hopefully, this is not a mistake. We'll got to go talk to you later. Do we think he means a truck? I think Correct. So. What kind of truck? That <laughs> sounded like it got tapped on our window outside, but yeah. I, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Uh, John, congrats on the purchase. Yeah, I'm sure that's exciting. And I agree with you that like we've got to try to enjoy this team as much as we can. They're going to lose more games, I would imagine, but this is. Really, really fun. I mentioned it last night, Roush, after the game, that is UK the best team in the country? I don't think that they're, at this moment, the best team in the country. And that's okay. They're, they, they've got a higher ceiling than I think most. I think UConn is legitimately probably the best team in the country. Yeah. Maybe the most complete team. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams don't often go back-to-back. Nobody since Florida in 07, or 06 and 07 no, has done in, it. In, so twice in our lifetimes it's happened, basically, yeah. in 30 years. I don't think it happens this year again, but it's hard to, it's hard to ignore how, how good they are. How and gosh, they're well coached too. They won last night at home, sixty-two to forty-eight. Like 
at the end of the day, I just want UK to win. Always said that in the Stoops era when they were so run heavy. And I was like, I don't care if they don't throw the ball. Just win. As long as they win, I'm cool with this. I'm the same way with Kentucky. All that to say, though, thank goodness like we're watching 95 to 70 games well, and 90 to 77 instead of 62-48. Like, because that's we got plenty of that last year. So here's. One th- so Cal last night that was his 400th win at Kentucky. Woo-hoo! Third fastest uh, active coach to reach that at one school, and he did the whole. Oh, it's not me. It's about the players. Which, which yeah, uh, I, 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 I I like when Cal does the that whole rigmarole. The bigger deal on all of this, and I think it was actually Jimmy Dykes who pointed it out, was just like how different Calipari's teams are. In so many years, it it's very successful. People don't like to change the way they do things, but year to year, Cal has been very adaptable. And you know what? Some of his worst teams, he adapted too much. He tried to be portal guy. That didn't. He wasn't the portal guy, but he thought that was the next big wave. He tried to steer into it. He got a national part of the year out of it, but it didn't work for his coaching style. But for the most part. We've seen every. I mean, his best team smothered teams and won sixty to forty. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, this team scoring ninety points a game. This will be his highest scoring team, and he's had a couple pretty high. Had Seventeen teams scored a ton of points. So did the year before with Ulysses and Murray. Mm-hmm. Right. They they had to score a lot of points too. Yep. So you, Cal, uh, you know you you have your faults, but you're also a Hall of Fame coach for a reason. And uh, this is this is a lot of fun so far. So let's um, let's not take for granted the casual Wednesday night whoopings of uh, Mississippi State. I, I don't. That you know, I, I think a lot of us roush growing up. It was just like I I remember one year. It was one. It was maybe like oh six or oh seven when Tubby started to kind of go into decline mode a bit. I, I remember my mom being like, "I just miss the twenty twenty five point blowouts." I feel like that's all we used to do. Now every time I look, we're either losing or playing a close game. I, you're gonna play close games. Kentucky mm-hmm. just went to overtime with Texas A&M Rip. on Saturday. But I, I do like the fact that we're back to having a team that can just crush people's well, souls. And also and score. Again, like 2021, when they were healthy, they could do something similar like yeah. this. And they could put up some points as well. But even this one's different. Well, it, and I think to to her point, too, the 90s, Rick Pitino's teams were just up and down, shoot a ton of threes, overly aggressive. To see a team be overly aggressive on offense, so much fun. Um, here's one thing though. Can we can we do lob practice? Can we can we try that out? Yeah, I think that one bad one was on Edwards though. Oh like, yeah. Why, why do you oh, not yeah. how do you not even jump for it? Like was it the best lob pass in the world? And also, again, I don't want to crush the kid, but like how are you gassed within the first four minutes of the game? And it was really up and down, make no mistake about it. Big Jimmy Bell wasn't meant for him, I tell you that much. <laughs> but for old Jimmy Edwards, I I I thought he'd be able to to keep up with that pace. And he strictly was tired, and I think that's why he didn't go up for the oop. And then right after that, he just was lollygagging, not even running, getting back on defense. His man had a wide-open three. Luckily, he missed it. But, like, you can't have that stuff happen. And I'll say this to Calipari's credit. You are controlling the tempo. You are dictating how the games are being played. Far too long he's been so laissez-faire with the, I've got a better team than you. You want to play slow, we'll play slow. You mm-hmm. want to play fast, we'll play fast. This team is at its best when it's playing fast, and he's making teams play differently, and I love that. And A&M was able to ring the bell and answer the call in terms of playing fast. I bet they 
Can't do that a lot. They couldn't even do it against Arkansas the following the following game nope. for them. Uh, Mississippi State, their team, as Roush mentioned to start the show, they like to slow things down, muddy things up, play defensive games. They shot a ton of threes last night. That's not that's not really in their mo. Kentucky made them play differently. Now in the second half, they got a little bit more to like force feeding Smith, but that was all right. Uh, you, you weren't going to come back in that game by just getting twos. So yeah, they, it, and it was it, it was a good coaching game by Calipari. There was also a point for until there were about three. I think it was about three minutes left when Fort. I don't know who Fort is, but he Tula Smith was the only guy in double figures until the very end of the game. And that guy got a couple yeah. garbage points. So uh, a fun night at Rupp Arena. Cats are back there. Pretty quick turnaround. The wins. The Wednesday is a quick turnaround to the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Georgia six o'clock. Don't have to wait too long with a, a solid Mike White. So I've team. got Georgia, UK six o'clock, Green Bay, San Francisco eight fifteen. Is it is the other divisional game at four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I I was wanting to go sales plays at home basketball games. Yeah. All right, let's go. But you know I'd only miss the first half. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's probably the move. Yeah. They pick up some pizza. Way home. Well, nice little, that sounds well, like an awesome Saturday night. Heck yeah. Uh, we're gonna read, uh, Saturday we're, night. We're, we're gonna read more text on the Thornton's text line. One says Ugo is our sixth best slash most consistent player. Let's talk about Ugo. We need to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to that. We'll put a pin in the morning grab and go text line. So we'll get to those texts for the people that have sent them in. If you don't get in, we'll still get to it. It'll just be a little bit later on the show. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. The Cats win, and we're happy here on the Big X. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back. I just want to give some appreciation to Scoots today. I'm happy we're not dealing with commercials over us talking. Oh, yeah, me too. A less hectic day for you, hopefully. Me too. Yeah, it, it also the automation crashed again later in the day. I was telling Roush that this morning. So, yeah, yesterday was not a great day. And I was also telling Roush, you know the least favorite thing about myself is the <laughs> fact that if – Well, hold on. Let me guess. I've got a list. If If my day does not start like it should or like it's planned – I, for whatever reason, just cannot shake that off. Even when things got corrected yesterday and everything was running fine, I was still just so freaking frustrated. And I don't know why. I can never I can never shake those things off and like reset and be like, okay, everything's going to be fine now. So, yeah, hopefully we avoid all that today. Well, what can we do to fix that? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how to, I don't know how to flip that switch and just forget about things. You'll have to take a cold maybe, shower. Maybe you have kids. Um, <laughs> you learn how to compartmentalize. That's a good word. Yeah. Compartmentalizing, well, very important. Good advice. It's what, like uh, all the – that's how we treated PTSD here for years in our, our country. It's compartmentalizing. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. But we're happy to have you, Scoots. I, I know the days are long for you. Man. Scoots and Gil hopped on the postgame show last night, Roush. Wow. We had yeah. Gil. Scoots hopped on. Gil barely hopped on. It's we horrible. got Gil like on an interview, and oh, he nice. was a man of few words. He was. He Admittedly, was a- I wasn't prepared for my question asking. And I could have done a better job, no doubt about it. But I would just be like, "How? What are you getting into tonight? Nothing. Sitting on the couch." <laughs> he he was a man of few words. But how's I, the house been? We made cold. Have, yeah, I was like, "How'd you survive the night?" Did, did we? Uh, did we- it was cold. 
did we get did we get that fixed suits? Do we yes. Have... Yes, it is fixed. Oh, how, so, how temperature when you woke up this morning? Uh, sixty-seven. So oh, I was pumped. Wonderful. Yeah, I was like, "Is Gil with you?" And he was like, "Well, no, not right now." I, I was like, "Well, I figured you, he'd be in the man cave." He was like, "Well, I'm in the man cave. He's in the living room." I was like, "You mean the man living room? <laughs> you got you to gotta put man in front of everything there." But that that why weren't you all in the same room? I didn't understand that. Uh, he was watching. He had turned on Grey's Anatomy after the game, oh my so I didn't. Gil. I didn't want him. I no didn't want that was, sound coming over. No wonder he's being so short with me. He was watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, he, he was, he he was just trying to get his Catherine Heigl time. I can't blame him on that one. I can't <laughs> he, blame him on that one. He should have. Uh, the Cardinal Birds. They they tried to play. Hang tough there for a little bit, and then I checked this morning. They got it down to six. They did. At one point in the second half. I hammered the UNC uh, line at 12 and a half at that point. Oh, yeah. And it, it opened at 15. They won by 16. So No, 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 no. Opened at 21. It, it was 21 and a half. Oh, it was yeah. 20. Oh, yeah. It okay. was their second biggest spread ever in UofL history besides the UK game last year. Yep. So the stats that I saw – okay, that's where I got confused. The stat that I saw was that Volvo had been a – uh, you know what? I'll just I'll pull it up real quick. Louisville had only been a 15 point underdog. Um, oh, it's a great stat. It's a, it is a great stat. They had only been a 15 point dog 18 times since '92. Three of those were under Denny in the '97-'98 seasons. Zero times since then, and 15 times under Chris Mack. They've been a 15. Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne. Excuse me. 15 times Kenny Payne's been a 15 plus point underdog. <laughs> the only other times were, I mean, in that. Wow. I, I remember that thinking, is nuts. Yes. <laughs> that is nuts. 15 point underdogs. That's Vegas saying, like, you don't have a chance. I know they beat Miami. I guess that's their probably only win. In, I, I, maybe I they think. have plenty of covers, but that would probably be their only win but, outright. But 15 times in two years. Dude. And three times in ever. Three other times ever. And it was during Denny Crumb. And, like, I remember thinking when Denny Crumb was, because, like, you know, we didn't really get to experience the good Denny Crum at Louisville. We just saw the bad. I mean, maybe po- like, but I don't really remember Jawan Wheat. I just knew he was their best player. But we only really saw the bad Denny Crum, and I thought that was bad. I thought they were terrible. Mm-hmm. This is significantly worse. And you know what? They showed a little fight last night. So Brotherford's gonna have to come in and discuss it. Well, that ain't gonna be what. Scoots and Rutherford are going to talk about today. They're going to talk about what Kenny Payne said in his post-game press conference oh. because that's what they always talk about because Kenny just can't help himself. I love Kenny Payne. Did he have some memorable lines last night? Oh, yeah. All right. I'll, oh, have, yeah. to, I'll you, have to go you, back and look. You're going to I guess. Juicy one for oh, oh, absolutely. Just a, a haymaker of a line that has UofL fans in a tizzy. And I, I guarantee every other U of L radio show is talking about this today in a big way. They were asked, you know, what similarities could you see between yourself and Hubert Davis? Which, just that question in its own right, I was like, what are you trying to get out here, buddy? <laughs> what are you trying to get out here? Not as bad as the person asking Todd Bowles how they're going to get acclimated to the Detroit weather. And in classic, that old man. <laughs> did, did you see the follow up tweet on that? No. Like the, you got to give her a break tweet. It was like news organizations across the country are having to slash departments, and the station she works for doesn't have a sports anchor, and she's not a sports person. She's well, a then, news person. Well, then don't ask a question. Yeah, yeah. or do some research, because isn't that what journalism is? Yeah. Doing yeah. research? I mean, I get I feel, it. I feel no sympathy for that news organization. It's one thing if it's a, a typo or something. You're like, okay, well, there's not editors to have a second eyeballs on it. Okay, I got it. And um, to ask, I mean, they 
if you watched, they've had a Super Bowl it, there. If you if you watched a football, like they they played football the night before, and it was a night, and it was in a dome. Like I don't, it's. A, I agree. Yeah. Like you know, that all can be true. That like your news that you're not in the sports world, but then again, you well just don't ask questions. Nobody forced you to ask. You that don't. Question. You don't have to ask questions. Uh, yeah, I feel no sympathy. But that was pretty wild in its own right. Kenny Payne last night said, "Well, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, so don't hold me to this quote. Uh, it's probably out there somewhere for video, but something along the lines of, "Yeah, well, I, what oh, I inherited. He, oh, I've got it. Okay, I've got it. He yeah. said, "Well, I didn't inherit the same thing he inherited. What I inherited was a broken something." And my job is to clean it up and to answer your question, don't really know exactly, but to me, this is to me in my world, inheriting what I inherited, this is really year one for me. Because this is the first time I get to bring my players in and start the process of rebuilding a program. <laughs> oh, man. That's just me. Other people see that differently. The big question U of L fan scoots are going to ask themselves is, does Josh Hurd see it that way? Because you can't fire a dude after one year, right? If this is his first year, yep. and it's such like again, I like Kenny Payne, but it's such a load of horse manure to say <laughs> that you couldn't bring in your players year one, and you can say the NCAA cloud or whatever. But look at all these other places; they are not taking as long. And secondly, we're not talking about what nobody's saying that you inherited a beautiful situation, but you just got crushed again. What's their record? Six and eleven. I mean, you're you're doing you're breaking just unbelievably horrible records at U of L time and time again. That's a wild thing to say. Would there be any U of L fans are scared that like, all right, well, if he feels that way, what does Josh Hurd feel? What does the athletic department feel? Do they feel the same way? But I, there's no way they're giving Kenny Payne a third year. Would there be anything funnier than them doing just that though? No. Well, that but it. If, if Josh Hurd was like, well, Kenny, <laughs> he has a prepared statement. We're retaining Kenny Payne. He inherited something broken, and really, this was year one. So he's going to get a second year. Uh, that would be that would be amusing. But um, I saw Goodman. He ranked the twenty worst coaching hires. Kenny is not the worst coaching hire. The guy who like kind of tried to cover up a murder. Yeah, that, that yeah didn't great. even make it through a season. Yeah, like they had to cancel New Mexico State's basketball season last year. That guy's worse than Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne is the second worst, though. I appreciated that Billy Gillespie made that list twice, though. Too that was that, I, that amused me. Yeah, I, I didn't love the Gillespie hire when UK hired him, but then he hit the ground running recruiting, and it was Who's like SEC change of coach pace. of the so year. I was like, All right, well, this is kind of exciting. Uh, they made it to the play tournament. So yeah, somebody was like, is, "Is is Kenny Payne worse than Billy Gillespie?" It's like, uh, yeah, it's by, not even close by a million times. Yeah, it's not oh, even yeah. comparable. Billy Gillespie was on that list twice, though. I would like to see Billy get back to like a big school. I don't think he even wants to do that. Right. I want to see Billy with the transfer portal. Is he still Tarleton? Oh, He's a Tarleton, all right. He's a cowboy, a purple cowboy, whatever their name is. Maybe a rough rider, something like that. Let's get back to the Thornton. Oh, no, man. they're Texan riders. They're the Texan riders. Texan riders. Yeah. yeah, not just a regular rider, a Texan rider. Well, let me add. Let me uh, the Hugo question. Yeah, let me get to the Hugo part. Gosh, he only scored one point, but six rebounds, four blocks. In very limited time, only 17 minutes, is is something something building here, Roush? I like, we, I like is that you go uh, monster waking up. I like that you go tip outs too. Him and Bradshaw did that. Yeah, if you can't squeeze it like Oscar can, then you got to do that. You got to keep the play alive. You're giving yourself a second chance there, and I was really uh, agitated because Kentucky was winning the rebounding battle the whole game, and then the very last minute, you know, Mississippi State got a couple and tied it. Because I wanted to be like, oh yeah, they, you know, 
That's how you bounce back. But you can see it there on the glass, cleaning the glass, blocking shots. The There was uh, one defensive possession in particular where Kentucky was very active, being aggressive, rotating well. Um, like it, it was just an overall. There was, it, and I wish I could do a better job of describing it. But, but Mississippi State had a ball reversal. They had a ball screen. It was switched well. Uh, there was a rotation to force, uh, which it should have been a long three. Instead, he drove, um, went to the right, and there was only five seconds of the shot clock. So they had to throw something up, and then Yuko was just there, just like boop, see ya. Right, um, and then they they Kentucky gets the ball and goes the other way. The rim protect. I I stammered through all of that, TJ, just to say we're seeing what rim protection could do for team defense. You see what Cal said after the game with a little smirk in his eye, he, a little smirk in his face, and a little glee, a little a glisten ting, in his eye. Ting, tingle, a tinkle. He, yeah, he had he had, he had urine in a, his eye. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, he was like, oh, you know. Shot blocking is important. My best teams, that's been one of their traits. And kind of alluding to it. Then he like, gave him a finger gun. He like, knows yeah. that this team is really good. <laughs> I think he knows that they're going to kind of start to come to life on that end of the floor. Again, will they ever be a great defensive team? Probably not. But that's what we thought. That, that's what we said all offseason. We didn't know how these freshmen were going to guard. We had an idea. I think we were wrong, uh, as we so often are. But we always said, well, if you got shot blockers back there, it's going to change so much. Because with Oscar... Could not believe you all got into an Oscar. Would he help this team? Would he not help this team debate? What are we doing, Sack? Sack, what are we doing? And secondly, Sack, I hate saying this. You were you were wrong. I love you, but you were wrong with your analysis. And I think Ugo showed you a little bit why you were wrong last night. This team ceiling defensively, I don't think they're close to it. And we always thought, no matter how bad these on the ball defenders may be, you ha- you'll have somebody back there that can make things right. He's starting to do that. And I mentioned this on the on after the game, Roush. I said, you remember when he went out, you go, and he got that big ovation, and Cal gave him, I think, a big slap on the high knee, and like everybody was really happy about it. Rightfully so. And that was cool from Rupp Arena crowd to show love for that. that that's a cool thing about – I mean, it happens other places too. But, like, UK fans do no ball at the game. And they'll even do it with opposing players from time to time if somebody's having a really, really special game. But when he went out and Bradshaw came in, Bradshaw like gave him a high five, and Bradshaw had this smile on his face. And to me, it was like, oh, he's probably just happy that his boy's getting so much love. But it almost changed to like a mischievous, like, oh, they're they're loving what they saw from him. Wait till they see this from me. And that's when Bradshaw turned it on. He was not really having a good game, Roush. I think in the first half, he had had he had had five points. He did the thing too, where he just. Um Gets called for fouls when people run into him. The first foul, I was like, I was furious at. I think it was Doug Shows, Shows. Um, but yeah, it, we. It felt like you were getting a continuation of the previous game before he turned it on. And, and they turned up. it on. It seemed like something clicked for him. And I think these two can pull a lot out of each other because one, they're competing for minutes. But two, I think they kind of feed off each other. Where Ugo can be the defensive minded. I'm gonna swat things to Bolivia and Bradshaw. Hey, I can do a little of that too. But I also am. Uh, emphatic dump, dunk, dumper. I don't know how his bowels are. Uh, dunker. He can dunk the ball very viciously. That's fun to see. And he knocked down a jump shot. He can kind of spread the floor. Missed that three. I wish it had gone in and looked good. But 
Uh, they can they can feed off each other. This team ain't done just yet on that end of the floor, so just be patient with them. I do think Hugo or Aaron Bradshaw can learn something from Hugo. Oh yeah, and in terms of offensive game, which is weird to say. Ooh, that is weird to say. I'll tease that. Wow, I love it. A texture says, "Do you think Edwards would come back for year two? They also say, "Who's the better backcourt, Euless Booker or Dilly Shepherd?" Uh, give me Dilly Shepherd. Maybe I mean it's tough to take somebody over Tyler Ulis, but that would be freshman Tyler Ulis for what it was worth. Give me Dilly Shepard, at least just more entertaining to watch. Do you think Edwards would come back for a year two? I do not think he'd come back for a year two. Uh, we didn't do a great job with the morning grab and go textures that segment. We'll get back to it. We've also got trivia Thursday with Corey Price coming up. Everybody's happy in Big Blue Nation land, and rightfully so. This is Kentucky Roll Call Hour Two coming up next. Roll go. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh, Radio. God. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. want to remind you about our friends at Salsaritas. Taco Thursday. Two locations in the Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. I think I went there on Tuesday. Middletown, drive through so easy, so convenient. So delicious. Download that Salsaritas app. You will save money, and you can save time if you want to order and have your food waiting for you at either one of their two locations, Middletown or St. Matthews, or you can do catering on their on their Salsaritas app. It's delicious. Wildly addictive chips. Check them out today. Salsaritas. Have it your way. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Corey will be here for Trivia Thursday in about 10 minutes, so maybe a good time, Roush, to get to more of these texts. Let's do it. 502-414-1450. That's the number to the Thorns text line. You send it in. We read it on air. Levi sent a long one. You you don't have that pulled up. Not yet. No. Okay. Um, fellas, good morning. Going to the buying a cow from a farmer talk. It's great when you go to your freezer and know where your meat comes from. I have two deer, a duck, geese, pronghorn, some bear left over, and don't think twice about what it was injected with or where it came from. Some bear. Whoa. Yeah, didn't know you could. What kind, of, what, kind, what kind of bear are we talking about? If it ain't polar, I don't want it. <laughs> and don't even try to give me a little bit of that brown crap. Have you had uh, you had duck, though? Mm-hmm. Lo- love love uh, duck every once in a while. A little gamey. Yeah, little I, I, but it's it's just a nice uh, change of pace. I don't mind it. I mean, I'll, I'll it's like a it's, well, it's like a, a leaner bit, meat. It's a little bit yeah leaner, yeah. but a, a little bit greasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually cooked with like some orange sauce, and it's just like, oh, this is a fun, different thing. Yeah, the guy who served it to me though was a real quack. <laughs> See what you did there. Also going to going to the Mincy commitment. I saw his pass pro is awful, but run block is great. If we're expecting him to compete for right tackle one spot, is that something to be concerned about or am I completely off base with what I saw? Hope you all have a great day. That's from Levi. Thanks for texting in. Uh, I I did want to ask Scoots if you're over the food stuff, right? Yeah, for the most part, I've pretty well fallen back into into old habits. boy. I hate it. Don't fall for the mumbo-jumbo scoots. Roush, that football question was built for you. Yeah, um, here's the thing. 
Kentucky stunk at run blocking last year. I don't want to say they stunk at it, but uh, if you look at Kentucky's run game, that was like my first takeaway from the season is just how inefficient they were running the football. And so I, I think it's a positive to have a good run blocker come in. Whereas the year before, it was all about we didn't have anybody that could pass block, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, it, now you're kind of, the, the pass protection was pretty decent. Um, but you couldn't consistently open up holes. So, uh, Levi, I think you are correct, especially if you look at like the PFF grades and all that's hot in the streets is to kind of crap on the PFF grades. But they do a pretty decent job, I think, overall of painting a picture. And it's clear that Mincy's strength is run blocking, uh, but I, I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. I really don't. There you have it, Levi. Another texter on the morning grab-a-go says, oh, there's two from this number. Okay. Some might say three inches will probably be too much for most to handle comfortably. Sure to cause wide-out conditions if it's been a while since some have have dealt with this. Big Jimmy Bell sounds like he should be fighting Jerry Lawler or Billy Dundee down in Memphis. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, Big Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, good call. Billy Dundee. Cats have to see old Big Jimmy Bell again at least once, maybe twice in the SEC tournament. I did not know um, that Cal's only lost once in Mississippi State. Yeah, he owns them. <laughs> he they, completely and totally owns them. And the them. only loss was... Pandemic. The ter- the worst team he's had, and it went down to the wire. Dante Allen had a shot to win it. It yeah. was on my birthday. By the way, Chris Jans... Worst thing that's ever happened on my birthday. Chris Jans does not look like he should be a college basketball coach. Looks like a country music singer. Something. That needs to buy him a boat. Yeah. Actually, he's get, he, he kind of looks like Ted Cruz, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. does a little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. Especially once when Ted grew that beard. Does he still... Does Ted Cruz still have that beard? I don't know. It's a it's a bad look for him. I love um, the Ted Cruz record at Texas sporting events. It's bad. When he shows up, the team loses. Oh yeah, that, like, that's been taught. That was talked about a lot during the World Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like but it, it goes across all sports, right? Yeah, think, yeah. yeah. It, it, Cowboys though, I want to say they're like two and five against the spread when he goes to Cowboys games. So um, I don't think he was there on Saturday, but they still counted it because he tweeted. Something about the Cowboys um, and the Texans won. He did not did not support the Texans, but he supported the Cowboys. Well, thank you for that because the Packers beat that butt. Hey, did beat you, that booty. Did you know? Did you know Lamar Jackson's only won one playoff game? Whoa, that's crazy. There's no that's way. Not, that's not many. Yeah, I I, I just I need. Let's to, just keep bringing I, it up to the Vince. I've, I've got I've got so much crow to eat. I'm just gonna probably shut up this playoffs until something happens. In which case, I mean, if Lamar loses though, and the Packers beat the Niners, I don't know. Mark like, Andrews seems like he's coming back. I just, I, I, with my friend group, I, and and on the show too, but more so with my friend group, I have written a lot of Lamar's never winning a Super Bowl checks, <laughs> and if they come cashing. They come looking Dude, to collect. I'm going to be in big old trouble. You need, a, you need to make an emotional hedge then. Like the the last. You you probably still have this from time to time. My friend group will do it from time to time, but it's rare. But you they know, bring like up old takes the old the old drunk shouting matches at bachelor parties or drafts or something like that, where yeah. it's just maybe like you'll get one side of the house that's on one take or one side of the house that is on the Which other. Which has happened less because Louisville sucks so bad at everything. It has, and it's unfortunate. It but has, yeah, yeah. But like, and, and I don't think mine are within the last three years even. But like, I've always that was probably one of my calling cards was getting people riled up by saying that Lamar Jackson was never going to win a Super Bowl. Well, they're plus two seventy, so I think you need to make an em- emotional hedge. I because this will be the lo- lo- I mean, if they win this weekend, it's it, I mean, it's only going to get lower, right? Sure. And gosh, the Texans are actually like a trendy upset pick. I couldn't 
disagree more. I think the Ravens will end up cruising and, and the Texans will come back down to earth. They're, they've been a fun story. Sadly, I feel a similar way about the Packers. Like They'll probably come back down to earth against San Francisco this week. I do think the Bills can beat the Ravens in Baltimore. Well, if you look back at one seeds that have lost in divisional rounds, it's usually one seeds that had, like, quarterback wasn't their strength. Okay. And so the oh. Titans, for example, when they were the one seed and they had Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback and they got upset by the Bengals because Joe Burrow was a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. So if you if you kind of look back at one seed, like Lamar is not their weak link on the Ravens. I I, I would confirm that yeah. the guy who's going to win the MVP has not been the weak link. But, yeah, I, I hope they lose, but I don't think it's going to be this week. Bills could give them a game, and then it's probably going to be 49ers and the Super Bowl is going to be my last stand. Maybe it'll be the Packers. That would be so sweet. It would be sweet, too, if Josh – like, I, I really – Bills, the, I don't think they have the biggest window. I mean, they've got they're going to have Josh Allen for a long time, but Diggs the, Diggs is going to suck next year. He's kind of already started to suck. Yeah, you, so, you can see that. You know they they've got a lot of injuries to that defense. Um, I'm excited for that game though. There's, we, we can talk more about it tomorrow. I'm excited but, for all the football this weekend, yeah. and excited for the Cats. Really, in the only one I, I worry about getting ugly is your your game, TJ. I, I don't. I'm not really going to push back on that. I could see that happening. I, mean, I think a lot of people are, are like, the Packers good. just beat the snot out of the Cowboys, and you're giving them 10 points? I, I could see San Fran winning about 14 or 17. It's, I definitely could. But I do think Jordan Love should have a good game. And if he has a great game, maybe things get a little interesting. But I, I think he'll play well. I just think the 49ers are more talented almost across the board, except for at the quarterback position. And I don't want to act like I'm playing with house money. Green Bay has Super Bowl expectations more years than not, but – I will be very excited for next year, and that feels like a win to a certain degree. Yeah, you also have to worry about, aside from the pick sixes um, early in the game against Dallas, they kind of went back to doing whatever they wanted to against your defense. Yeah, well, that's partially like I mean, it was the, the Mark game Suits flow. conservative. Right, Just right. Don't, don't give up the big play, make them chew up clock but as they go down We can't the forget but, about the Packers defense, and I'm seeing a nine and a half right now, so TJ... I, you're not going to offend me. I'm not going to. I'm not going to really push back because I kind of agree with you. Uh, Texter says, "Go pack, go though." With this much depth at this point, you got to quit trying Edwards, especially when Thierro gets back. He brings absolutely nothing to the table. But I think we we kind of said as much. I, I agree with you, Texter. Uh, Dylan Ballard, who was shooting some awesome pictures at the game last night. Best voice in Kentucky radio. Uh, he's awesome. Or Kentucky media. He, he's awesome. He, he was asking Cal questions yesterday. He asked about the Big Z question. The billboard's up, Roush, in Indianapolis, which is cool. Uh, and Cal was very complimentary of that while also being kind of frustrated with the Big Z situation. Oh, I, I saw Drew wrote the – he got tasked to write the Big Z post. I just – I feel for my basketball beat brethren that have to write a hundred Zvonimir Ivasich posts and it's just like, oh, we've got a new Big Z quote, so how are we going to dress this up differently this time? There's some people that think that maybe the NCAA already ruled and it was like not good news and this is just the Their appeal. appeal. Like this is why that it's would make more so That long. would make more sense. But but why wouldn't you announce that it got denied? You could put more public pressure on it or maybe they feel like that's not the play, way to go. Public yeah, pressure way isn't to, I don't know. But some people think that. I have no idea. I, I wish he'd I wish he'd play though. I wish we could just see him. Last night would be a good garbage game for him to go out there and get his feet wet a little bit. Uh, but Dylan goes on to say Antonio Reeves is on track to only trail Malik Monk and Jamal Murray on scoring for a season under Calipari. Also, if the season ended today, he would have the second best field goal percentage in school history for a guard for a season, uh, minimum 200 attempts. He clarifies, whoa, that's nuts. 
I mean, that 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 is historic stuff from Antonio Reeves. And I think most UK fans, myself included, well, you got DJ and you got Shepard and you got Dilly and we love what Trey does down on the block. And man, Antonio, he's so great. He's almost like the fourth person most people bring up or the fifth person that people bring up. I love it. I love it. That's a sign of a really, really good team. Mm. Was Darius Miller the first guy we brought up in 2012? Only if you were from Mason County. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> um, all right. Well, PC Fry guy, we'll you, we'll jump ahead for you on the on the grab and go texters. He oh, says wow. maybe if you're texting him from New England, we'll we'll jump ahead on you. Good morning, gents. Glad to see the Fry guys can beat poor DePaul team by casual 38 points last night without Bryce Hopkins. I bring this up as I read Kenny Payne stated last night in his presser that this is really only his first year as a true head coach due to what he inherited coming to UVL. People don't forget that they got blasted by DePaul. What planet does that guy live on? Take care, <laughs> PC Fry Guy. Thanks, PC Fry Guy. That, Hope everything in Providence yeah. is going great. I'm glad you reminded us Rhode that Island. They, they got blasted by DePaul. Like, not just lost. They they got beat. Oh, yeah. Beat down. And I will credit UofL Media, Mike Rutherford, 3-6 to six here on Big X Sports Radio. They push back on those silly comments all the time. UofL basketball, as much as Kentucky has owned them historically, they are a proud program. This is unbelievable. Like, if Bellerman was this bad, we'd they be like, are. man, what is going on with they Bellerman? They are that bad. They almost beat UofL. They're just the smaller school, so nobody notices. They, they They're beat. bad. Okay, oh, all right. Then all right, maybe, maybe Bellerman excluded. Another Power 5 team. If Cincinnati was this bad, like, people would talk nationally like, man, Cincinnati, they used to have a little bit of success with McCronin or Bob Huggins. What the heck is going on with them? UofL, I don't know. Everybody – you're getting more people nationally talking about it, but you'll still have some commentators being like, you know, you need to give them more time, which is just a total load. Bellerman, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight straight losses. Yeah. I think they have, what, four wins? And they'll be at Richmond on Saturday. Uh, they do only have four wins. Yeah. Not good. That's why who, who, who wins more games this year, UofL or Bellerman? UofL, sadly. I don't think so. I think the Knights will get it. They'll get it figured out. And they've been hurt. Has Ben Johnson even played yet? Yeah, he's back. He's back, 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 yeah, back. Yeah, but not having. They, they were wide oh, in the front court and their one center got hurt. No, he's uh, been back for a while now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but hey, great game to take care of your daughter to, TJ, because, you know, you don't really have to care that much. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So they're just kind of fun, you know, fun, casual watch. A texter says, bring on the window tapper. Ask them to pick a game. That's how it felt just adding Gil to the equation yesterday i think Corey price is in the house he looked in the window noticed there was no chair for him rush didn't set out a chair for him but we do have the microphone all set up for oh him, yeah so all the way we'll up. get to some trivia here uh let's see what else we have on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 don't know exactly where we're at um, uh candle about- <laughs> candle went out and gill is frozen on the recliner <laughs> Oh, no, Survivor Nick's in some hot water, says one texter. Well, actually, that's why we brought Corey Price in to talk about Nick Wilson's incest bill. Yeah. Corey, if you don't mind getting settled in for us, we've got the tough questions for you this this morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Only the hard-hitting stuff. Roush, we did bring that up yesterday, I think, briefly. We did get a resolution there. So, here's the thing. Uh, how, hot, seen- how hot is Nick Wilson's cousins, right? They have to be flattered. <laughs> they have to be just blushing right now. We like Nick Wilson, friend of the show. So I've only, I haven't really read into it. Like, I would assume that that was a little addendum to something that's larger that got added on. But it, was, I don't, it was a typo. It was a mistake. Okay. 
Because he like got, they meant to take. What he's trying to do is make it where it used to just be like incest, sexual related incidents only applied to sexual intercourse, and now he's trying to make a bill where it's like groping, touching, gotcha. like inappropriate. It, so it doesn't it, have to just be sex. So it was user error, essentially, correct, by correct. A, by a second year politician correct he yeah. meant to like he meant to i think to highlight it and ended up accidentally striking it out yeah so it looked like they were taking that part out i mean it was a goof on his part make no mistake about it but he clarified and he's actually trying to lead something that's kind of uh, a, a good thing a good thing yeah, yeah. uh but that it was not oh, a good it, headline it, for for the it, for the it new, became the uh the butt of many jokes uh, but he did it was it was kind of funny though because last night i just hop on facebook and he's like well it's been a wild day Found out uh, having another boy. <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, you want to talk about a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, so glad that it was at least clarified. But I mean, he, the jokes do write themselves when you when you they see do. That. And of course, and, all the people that are like see, having the most fun with them aren't correcting the fact that well, he's not it, trying to make it was one of those things too, TJ, cousin legal. That when I saw the people who were pointing it out, it's like. Uh, it may, I'm I'm really shocked that um, super liberal person is like trying to call out Eastern Kentucky conservative mm-hmm. and like make a big stink about it. It's like there's probably something more here, so I'm gonna wait, just wait and see. Huh, turns out, yeah, not, not jumping to conclusions works. Yeah, I you know I didn't initially think when I saw that that Nick Wilson was really gonna be tried to promote love is love get, between get kissing cousins. cousins back in, but uh, it was clarified. We, we we like Nick. It also was very funny too. I wonder if we'll ever see him on uh, another like Survivor's Champion edition or something along those lines. I think eh, maybe later, but he's he's probably out for right now. Corey's like, thank you all so much for bringing me in this segment. Awesome topic, guys. <laughs> How are you? Good. Is Mike on there, Scoots? How are you, Corey? I'm good. Uh, I overslept. I was up all night thinking of uh, Craig East uh, trivia since you, <laughs> since you enjoyed couch trivia last week. So good. Well, I appreciate yeah. you're the hardest worker in trivia. Um, I can't. I can't wait to see it. Do you oversleep often? Uh, no. What was your reaction? To I always have a panic. To oversleeping? Yeah. Like uh, I'm like, Ugh. nah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. I mean, I'm, you know, just get up, you know. <laughs> So you, didn't, you didn't. Well, good. I like I like that approach to it. I, I yeah. freak out because you know responsibilities and life and whatnot. Yeah, but you know, stuff, yeah. good stuff. All right. Well, uh, Corey, what did you think of the game last night? Did you love every second of it? Uh, first five minutes, second half was not not ideal. But uh, I mean, didn't shoot well from from three and and still scored ninety on the team. It's great uh, on defense. So I mean, this team is uh, scary. I don't think they've still played forty minutes of uh, forty. Consistent minutes of great basketball, so uh, I think the sky is still the uh, the limit. Love it. I agree with you. I uh, I was waiting to see. Did we get a Corey Price stat on uh, ninety? Do we do we know the most ninety points games in a season? Because no. I, I would think nine is probably um, probably got to be up there for the Cal era. I know the the nine six team averaged like ninety one. So, it, so it, yeah. if I had to guess, probably the one of Patino's teams probably got to be close to this. And then, but this is getting other. And then the seventies they yeah, scored a ton. I know the, they played no defense in the seventies. Yeah, 70s. Dan's senior year, I think the seventy team might be the highest scoring team in school history. So I, I would say since the shot clock, probably ninety six. But I haven't, I haven't checked that. And you hey, won a parlay you yesterday. Won a parlay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. Three legs. It wasn't, you know. Hey, but you still got it though. Yeah, they used to yeah. call me three legs. 
No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Man, and you went with the Kentucky money line in there too. You could have really goosed that up too if you you're, if you yeah, weren't yeah. afraid of the six and a half points. But yeah, you know what? You know. cash a ticket. That's a winner. That's right. I was, afra- win. I was afraid of the spread too, Corey. Don't worry. Scoots, <laughs> I told, told you not to. I told you not to be afraid. I know, of but spread. I bet money. I, I, told, I hit all my bets he, last he night. Bet, he bet a bunch of money lines on like that eight, eight point favorites at one by time. Saint Bonaventure was favored by eight. They won by almost forty, and he bet a money line. What an idiot! Oh man, scared. I did. I, I did uh, think that what's his name, Josh Hubbard, would would score more points. I didn't think he was going to go one of eleven. But besides that, Tulu over points, rebounds, uh, Cats five and a half. I think that got up to six and a half or seven. But didn't sweat it there. But Corey, he, we were going to have to ask for your gambling advice moving forward, yeah, buddy. No, that one. What are you going to do with that two hundred dollars? Um, see the world. Yeah. Um, might go to White Castle, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. You should Come go on. to get some new Shady Rays. Ooh, yeah. Uh, they have some great you could, polarized you could get, lenses. You could or maybe buy the store with that. I could go to Thornton's on my way to Salsaritas. That's a good yeah. yeah, yeah while yeah, wearing your Shady Rays. Yeah. yeah. There we go. 40% off promo code Big X, ShadyRays.com. They've got great glasses, ski goggles, whatever you need. The shirts are great. Everything's great at Shady Rays. They've got in-store locations and online. ShadyRays.com, promo code Big X. Did I miss any uh, sponsors, guys? No, you I you nailed them. You, 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 you check nailed, the boxes. We, we want more though, so okay. you know, keep keep them coming. First. I'll go to Thornton's and Salsaritas twice. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got for trivia today? Uh, it's uh, Craig East trivia. Sorry, no. Uh, we play George on Saturday, so this is uh, trivia about the uh, dogs. Okay, oh, the devil, I love it. Mike it, White's program. That's where the devil went down to. Yes, that's right. Looking for a basketball game to steal, and it's on my mind. Uh. Georgia is one of five SEC schools that UK has not lost to at Rupp Arena under John Calipari. Can you name the other four schools? Mississippi State. That's one of them. Um, one, yeah. Did South Carolina ever win at Kentucky? I know yeah, we. Yeah, they the, won last year, I think. Um, Michi Johnson had that big this, game. This it was a really bad loss. That stupid 21 team is going to really yeah. throw this exercise off. Um, I don't. It, well, I think Tennessee won at Rupp that year, but UK won. Tennessee's Knoxville. definitely beat Cal. Right? When? Yeah. What year? I mean, the, it's about split 50-50, so I would assume they're going to win one at Rupp. They got Dash and Hagen's year. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go a little bit deeper cuts because Mizzou was good early on with like Ol- Phil Pressey, but Miss, Kentucky won those games. Ole Miss hasn't won at Rupp, Yeah, right? they've won like three times at Rupp in 100 years. Ole Miss is the second school, so there's two two more. Okay. So... Uh, A&M had the Elson Missouri Turner game. Missouri has not won. I know that. I was going to say, Missouri, Kentucky, they came in for game day and they were good and Phil Pressey was sure. there. Missouri's the third one. So A&M has because Elston Turner scored only, 41 against us. Only one more. Got to be South Carolina. Ar- Arkansas, I don't think, has won at Rupp under Cal, against Cal. Let me, let, LSU has because that stupid tip-in game. Florida has because they were really good for a stretch. Arkansas might be it because Kentucky just has their number. Yeah, I would go just – has Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas? I think are the are the candidates here. Yeah, and I'm trying to. The thing is, I remember like kicking Auburn's ass, and uh, I'd go. But, but Alabama, Auburn? how many times does Alabama even go to rub? Man, this is tough. So we only need one more. Only one more. It's one of those three. It has to be. Maybe. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. Scoots. Hold on. I'm. I'm. This is my. Corey's in my wheelhouse. I got to get this right. When did Kentucky lose at home to Arkansas under Calipari? When did UK lose to Auburn at home under Calipari? When did UK lose to Alabama at home under Calipari? 
two of those teams have won at Rupp. I would think that the 14 team... Your math team, is impeccable, by the way. The, the 14 team... Am I, am I off on the numbers? No. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm just being smart. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I would think the 14 team, because they lost a lot of SEC games, they would have had to have lost to... But it, Auburn stunk back then. So... Did they lose to Bama? I could see them losing to Arkansas, that 13-14 team. Because Arkansas was kind of getting going through a little stretch there where they were solid. Yeah, and Mike Anderson was trying to – that was back when they had uh, – uh, what's his name? Portis. So, probably not probably. Arkansas. All right, we'll, we'll cross Arkansas off the list. Has, has Bruce Pearl beaten Cal at Rupp with Auburn is the question. But I, I really can't think of the Alabama win at Rupp either. Let's go Auburn. Okay. But you can take Alabama. We can always do the the daily double dip here. We'll see. Let's. Did, did Nate, has Nate O's won? Because they've been bad outside of Nate O's. I'm going Auburn. Roush should go Alabama. What's the right answer? It is Auburn. Yeah. So we were both right. It was Auburn. It was Auburn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just being a little chicken blade. What was Alabama's win? Do you remember? I don't remember. No. It may have been the, the 21 team. I'm I'll not sure. I, I have an odd thing where I remember it was probably 21. Yeah. I thought I'd imagine. But they lose like seven home games a year or something. Yeah. I, I have an odd thing where it's I remember like, like the first players of other SEC teams. Matt Frege was Vanderbilt. Uh, stupid headband guy uh, that does SEC network stuff now uh, for Tennessee. I can't think of his name now. Uh, Dane Bradshaw. They lost by 20 in 2021 at yeah. Kentucky. It was the a uh, blowout city. USA. Ronald Steele is the one that comes to mind for Alabama because Ronald okay. Steele played there forever. Good power forward. Yeah. And that's a great name. Uh, right there with Big Jimmy, uh, Big Jimmy Smith, Bell, <laughs> Big Jimmy Bell. Cats went four of eighteen from three point range. Alabama fourteen of thirty. Jeez, that leaves to do. It. Yep, that will. All right, sorry we took so long on that one. We just That's wanted right. to make sure we we nailed it. Okay. Uh, Ty Ty Washington <clears throat> set the school record for most assists in a single game against Georgia on January eighth, twenty twenty two. How many assists did he have in that game? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, Tata had that? Because I, I, I remember Severe Wheeler like, played well against yeah, Georgia. Yeah, it was funny. Like, who also had, had the uh, – didn't Isaiah Briscoe get a triple-double? Yeah, was like, he man, has a triple-double against that you would uh, think Arizona State. Able, not somebody that you'd be able to think. How many assists did he have in that game? He set school guess, record, Corey? Yep. Uh, just against Georgia. Or, or no. School it, record, period. Yeah. I think I got it. Okay. Uh, school, school, school record, I, I think uh, I think it's 22. 22 think, assists would be insane. I think it's 16. I was also thinking 16. That, that number sounds right in my brain. Uh, I, I'll go 17 just to do them to cover our bases. 16, 17, 22? 17. Ah! <laughs> TJ and Fuego. That's funny when it's not 1940 World War II history. <laughs> oh, you spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> On February 27th, 1956. Sorry, TJ. Uh, UK set school single game records for for most points scored and largest margin of victory when they played Georgia and Louisville. How many points did did they score and what was the margin of victory? Is are they still Margin still, of victory has to be something insane. So I would think Both of these are still school school records. I would say it would be in the 130s. I'm going to guess 136 to 48, so a 94 point win. I'll say 130 to 55. For a 75-point win. Okay. Any, any uh, guesses, Scoots? I'm going to go 128 to 52. Okay, so they scored 143 points, oh, wow. and they won by 77. 
Ooh, so I was pretty close on the yeah, the margin. I was close on 143 the total. Yep. in 1956. Yep. With Jeez. no three point line. And no shot clock. Doing yeah. the old yabba dabba doo down the court. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was like when they'd shoot the ball with like a running start and kind of like flick it through their hands. Oh, interesting. Yep. Okay. Uh, wow, that's insane. Suck I, it, Georgia. I wonder if there's tape anywhere on that game. That'd be really embarrassing for the Bulldogs players to have to rewatch that. Kind of like when they show uh, highlights before Kentucky goes to Georgia every time of Kirby Smart picking off Tim Couch. Mm-hmm. We yeah. need that to play oh, at yeah. Rupp. They're going to be so oh, rattled going in. They're going to be like, oh, that 56 team, that was our pride and joy. <laughs> they lost by 76. 77. So, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Can't the, believe it. The uh, spread that game was uh, 76 and a half, by the way. Uh, of the nine other charter members of the SEC that are still in the conference, Georgia is one of three schools that Kentucky has never lost a game by at least 20 points against. Can you name the other two schools? Auburn. Ole Miss. Auburn is one. Ole Miss has to be one. Could they're, be, they're, could are be, they a charter could, member? Could be Mississippi State. When is Mississippi State blown out UK? I remember I went to a UK game and like it was Glisby's last year and it was a snowstorm, so Rupp Arena was like just a quarter full. That Mississippi State team won, but I don't think it was about twenty. So where? So I'm big on Ole Miss because Ole Miss has a very bad basketball history. You, you, you Mississippi State's had moments where they were good. You could see. You know, late. I mean, they went to a Final Four for crying out loud. I don't think Ole Miss has ever been good at basketball ever. They lost last night at LSU. So the Chris Beard, like staying consistent, going on the road, they they lost by pretty convincingly too. All right, he's gonna go Ole Miss. I'll go Mississippi State. It is Mississippi State. Let's go, baby! I bought a lottery ticket after this, Steve. Yeah, you can't miss. It's It's crazy. I I think they played State. I think 120. Two times, and their worst loss ever to him is only 13 points. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. That is very wild. Uh, Georgia has beaten UK twice in the regular season on three separate occasions. Can you name those three seasons? Oh, yeah. It was uh, one of them's recent. Oh, nine. I'm pretty sure. No, Senior day. That was Jared Carter, I think, senior day. Okay. But the other one is either last year or the COVID year. I believe it was last year because I was twice. Yeah, I was like, "This is embarrassing." I was disgust. I was. It's probably one of the maddest I've ever been at the Kentucky basketball team at Cal. Uh, you can't lose to Georgia twice. I don't think so. Well, I don't think it, Cal's lost to Georgia twice. He did. I, I promise you, it's happened. All right. So it's one of the last two teams. I don't. I just don't remember if it was either last year's team or the COVID team. Well, they wouldn't have played Georgia twice that COVID year, right? With only twenty-five games on the schedule. That's probably true. So I'm going to say last year. But they did play some teams twice, though. Because Severe Wheeler, they played U of L, or they played uh, Tennessee twice. I think he played well against them at Georgia, and then just didn't play against them last year. I remember a Tubby team lost to Georgia once, so I'm just going to pick a year from there. Oh five. What did the O four team do in the tournament? Oh five lost in the Elite so Eight. You, you said oh nine. Oh three second. If, if we're going to guess three, so you do, you said oh nine, Jared Carter. Okay. I'm going to say last year. Admittedly, and I don't then, know that they lost at Georgia that year, but they definitely lost at home on senior day to Georgia. It was embarrassing. I was at B-dubs watching that. And game. then the other one, let's guess, uh, like 86 when Dominique Wilkins was there. Okay. What do we got here, Corey? Uh, Wilkins left before uh, 86. Damn it. Uh, 1984, 1985. Damn it. I was going to uh, say you're, you're I was good. off by one. It was really impressive. I'll give, we, we'll give him half a point. 2001, 2002. 
Team Turmoil. And 2003-2004. That was, I think, the tubby year that I was remembering. But it could have been also the Team Turmoil year. But Wait, so, they lost to him twice in 04? Yep. The number one overall seed? Yep, they sure, sure did. What? I know. That's pretty wild. I so thought, so I not under Calipari, to, though. No. Uh, no. Why did I think they lost to him twice? I remember just being really dis- – maybe it was just the way that the loss at Georgia unfolded was totally embarrassing. It should have never happened. Yeah, probably that was, so. That made uh, – was that a cream team too, or was that white last year? Uh, no, white last, last year. year white was white. Last year. They like threw it off somebody's back, and it was that was just so embarrassing. I've forgotten about that game. God, it was gross. Last one. Can you name the only two UK players since 2000 to have three career double doubles against Georgia? Oscar. He had one of the best games I've ever seen. What he did against Georgia at home last year. So I'd go Oscar. Right. So three career double doubles. Yep, it's a tough one. Like you know, Patrick Patterson was a good double double machine. You can always maybe go to the P Pat well. Yeah, Chuck Hayes or Tayshawn. Chuck Hayes is a good guess. Tayshawn's, Tayshawn's three, a good guess. Three, three is a lot though for Tayshawn because mm-hmm. he would get a good amount of boards, but double doubles. So uh, I wouldn't doubt if it's also just some like Randolph Morris or some random like player. I'm thinking it's definitely one of the older guys because the question was phrased since 2000. So I'm thinking early 2000s. So uh, I'll do Chuck Hayes. Chuck Hayes and P-Pat, right? This yeah, we'll go with that. It is Chuck Hayes. Oh, there's just one? Well, oh, two, but he... Oh, Oscar. Oh, Oscar oh, was... Okay. Yeah. I thought there was three of them. Okay, yeah. 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 Chuck right. Hayes. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Y'all, y'all did pretty good. We know our Georgia-UK basketball trivia, Corey. Watch but, out for uh, Derek Homer trivia next next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, big suck to Dennis Felton, too. <clears throat> Big old suckety suck it. Has, um, I, I, I like getting questions right a lot more than the alternative, so that was an enjoyable <laughs> for me. Can, um, uh, other trivia, too. I guess George is the only school that Kentucky's pulled a head coach from. Tubby was, was at Georgia when they got him, right? That's right, yeah. Correct. And, uh, two, did he Was he the head coach at Tulane before he became an assistant, or was it? It uh, was, it was uh, Tulsa, I believe. Tulsa. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I got my, yeah, I get those. You got your T-U-L schools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he was with Patino, went to Tulsa, then Georgia, and then yep. they brought him home. Right. All right, we need to take our last break. Corey, you're more than welcome to hang out. If you've sure. got to run, we totally yeah. understand as well. But it'll be a mystery to you. That's our radio tease. Will Corey be back? And Scoots, didn't you have a radio tease for us? Oh, yeah, i got to get to that. We're too. really teased yeah. at this point. <laughs> tease you, please you. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Squeeze One final you. segment, Kentucky Roll Call, coming up next on The Big A. In the middle of his Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and it's Trivia Thursday, so Corey Price in the house as well. And we did well for a first time ever, which is good. It's very which rare. Is, which is fun. You know who else did well last night? I've got a few quick hitters. I've got an idea. Are you talking about the guy that hit the half-court shot? Gannon McMahon, which is a great name. Gannon McMahon? Yeah. Jeez. That's, that's, uh, it's, is it McMahon? Yeah, like that. Gannon the McMahon. Yeah, yeah. he is the McMahon because he nailed a half-court shot to win ten grand. I love it because, TJ, 
it was pure as the morning dew. It was, and we had a – I don't know if it was last year or the year before. There was a little run there of of people hitting half-court shots, and I think they started – I think they started recruiting some people there. Like, there's no way this guy's going to hit one. So it's good to see. So you're thinking the rest of the season we're going to get like 78 year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I worry about that, but I'm glad that uh, we we got back on track. Track Gannon sinking the shot to win 10 grand. That's awesome. I mean, imagine he looks like a college kid. Gannon with the arm cannon, maybe we'll I mean, go with perhaps that. college kid winning 10 grand. I know probably. What is it? He probably gets take home like six. Yeah, something. but still six thousand dollars. Imagine the night he had last night. Probably Jesus Christ. <laughs> how how many trips to Thornton's and Salsarias can you do on six thousand dollars? I mean, oh my goodness gracious! You could do the thing where you're just buying around for the whole bar, and like that's that's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's like sixty dollars at yeah. a at a local college watering. I think I once went on like a long <laughs> little rant about how like Reed Shepard's living the Kentuckian dream like every Kentuckian growing up at some point like dreamed of playing for UK and being good and stuff like that and then most people turn seven and you're like sorry buddy it's not in the jeans for you pal mm-hmm. um, while you're wearing jeans weirdly enough but that is a what Gannon McManon did yesterday is a much more practical dream like I could theoretically hit a half court shot yeah. I have in my life that like everybody has, hopefully, um, that has played basketball. I would in feel some pretty sort of confident capacity. too. It's not like the thing they do at the Yum Center like where you got a putt, putt yeah, for the bottle of Pappy. Somebody hit that one too. A full court putt on hardwood. Not, I mean, it's hard enough to hit a putt that far, but on hardwood. Can you imagine being a UK fan and being like, "Hey, not only do you, are you going to get a chance to shoot a half court shot in a full rup arena, but then you actually hit it." It's a dream. What would it's be mo- what would be more embarrassing? Doing the half court shot and you completely airball. Or doing the full length court putt and you miss the board completely. The air it'd be ball. more embarrassing, I ball. guess. Neither one really that embarrassing, but the air ball, I would think. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Matt Sack got to do like a contest and he he missed a layup. Yeah, that that's yeah. the part that's tough. That yeah. there would the be a layup, lot of pressure. There'd be a lot of pressure. I think it was layup, free throw, three, half court. Mm-hmm. You got to hit all four. Uh, yeah, waste a little I, time having. To I do think the layup that twice. would be the most fun contest because you get to shoot a couple shots and you get in a rhythm a little bit and you don't think as much whereas if you're just shooting a half court shot you probably get in your mind a little and you don't get multiple chances if you make like the layup first and then you make your first free throw and here in the crowd be like you know that would be cool i agree with you um oh we have a little bit of breaking news um from the Uh, nfl ranks i've got one more quick hitter after this uh reba gonna sing the national anthem and post malone is going to sing america the beautiful uh i don't know who andrew day is but she's Singing left every voice and this for the Super Bowl. Who the yes. hell is Reba? Reba McIntyre. Oh, ever heard of her? Yeah, kind of a legend. I didn't know everybody went. Uh, didn't know she just went by Reba. How many other Rebas do do you know? Yeah, I mean seriously, <laughs> TJ. I didn't but. even know Reba McIntyre. What does she sing? Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let you down. And she had a, a lot of pretty stuff. funny show as well. Back back in the day, I, I, you know what? I, I forgot I, about I, the show. I giggled at uh, some of that show yes. on the reruns. Oh, I'm a survivor. Oh, yeah. God forbid I didn't remember Reba McIntyre. Uh, Cowgirls Don't Cry, the, ca- the, the, ca- uh, the cameo with Brooks and Dunn. That's I will great. feel no shame. Can for you not sing that you're... again, please? Yeah. I'm a survivor. I'm wow, not going to feel any shame you for played, not realizing I'm not on first name basis. I'm not on first name basis with Reba. I'm He's more, a legend. I'm more in, interested in Post Malone singing America the Beautiful because he sounds very auto-tuny. So how is... How... how how are we going to do – how's that going to work? That's a good question. It's like hearing T-Pain sing without the auto-tune. You're, you say to yourself, wow, 
he actually can sing. Why did he do the whole robot voice mm-hmm. thing the whole time? That's interesting. All right. Well, I can't wait to, for the Reba performance. Should be oh, electric. We're all going to be tweeting at TJ. Hope hope he's locked in. Did everybody see Rodney Scott Satterfield Terry last night on the Texas sidelines? Oh, no. How bad was it? He did the old Coach K lecturing oh, the players yeah. in the handshake line. UCF won in Austin. First time Central Florida playing in Austin. UCF? Probably the only time they're going to play in Austin. Are they, they good? They might be having a better Big 12 here than Houston. They're having a – no, not than Houston. They're having no, a better no. than Texas. Big, Big 12 season, though. They've won – I mean – I think isn't Houston still at the top of the standings? They've lost two games in a row. They can't yeah, there's no way. Yeah. yeah, they lost twice last week. Hey, did anybody Houston know? Did, right did Houston Texas lose Texas. once or twice last week? I think they lost twice. By the way, sure it's they're twice. tied with Central Florida in the okay. standings. But so nevertheless, a healthy Central Florida to everybody. might be uh, <laughs> a good team. Uh, they they very well could be. They won in Austin, and their players were doing the horns down to the fans, and Rodney Terry just rips into them not just like a casual like oh you shouldn't do that he's saying it's classless classless he's yelling at the players right in their face uh, and the players are kind of like okay all right all right chill out like we're, we're, we're not going to do it anymore i can't wait for texas to get to the sec my goodness <laughs> um, gracious you guys don't know what's coming your way no way do the old scott satterfield whine about l's down and see how that works out for you rodney terry I'm just, and all you do, all you do by whining about it, just makes me want to do horns down in, in in the biggest way possible. Really, we need to send a big thank you to the Texas administration for promoting Rodney Terry instead of hiring a real coach. Just thanks, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, just we really appreciate it. He yeah. needed to put it in reverse. Terry. He said, "Don't do that, bleep! Don't do, don't put it in reverse, Terry." Can yeah. we just say too that whole controversy with the SEC Network tweet? What was that? This is, news, this is news to me. Maybe with Terry Wilson, where they did the they dubbed put it in reverse Terry. Oh yeah, and were, oh. Uh, people got very very upset about it. It was funny. Oh, I don't know why people got people. Get it's only because it. he had a season ending injury. I think that year. Oh, that's so bad. the the, yeah. the timing was a little bit. But it wasn't on that play that they showed. Right? No, no, not at all. They did that, then that would be that would not be a good. <laughs> yeah, look. that would be bad. But I think it was just during the off season. Funny tweet. Should we get to more text? I'm trying to think of anything other wacky, crazy. Oh, let me get to my. Basketball. Oh yeah, the tease. Take. I'm, I'm, I've never been more teased in my life. So I, I said earlier that I think Aaron Bradshaw can learn something offensively from Uganda, which is it's a weird phrase, right? Because Uganda just doesn't provide anything for you offensively. When Uganda gets touches down low, he goes straight to the basket every single time and I would love nothing more than for Aaron Bradshaw to pick that up instead of doing that freaking power dribble he does every time do not put the ball on the floor dude you're seven foot one put the ball in the hoop so Scoots I love that message you're sending I would also add that that is it's what Hugo does well and it's also the hardest thing for a big man to get out of that habit uh just uh kind of get your stuff together dribble power dribble um and you're you're exactly 100 percent right and that also strikes me as bradshaw being a guy who spent a lot of time facing the basket where he's used to immediately putting it on the floor so i understand why he does it um it's hard and a little unnatural to figure out but you're correct he needs to he needs to figure that just out. stop doing it stop doing it well, well said scoots thanks also tj i, I agree with that scoots i don't think you all have to watch this Rodney Terry video because he is he's screaming at them yeah, in the yeah. line. It Why is, do you think I brought it up? I it saw is, it. Yeah. I know it is that is hilarious. I'll retweet it. It's uh, it's Nobody not a good look for it. him. And 
Texas has really struggled this year. They have been one of the more underwhelming teams this entire season. I mean, that is – you were talking about classless. Rodney Terry. And you'd hope that, like, once he kind of took a deep breath and got to his post-game presser, he'd be like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. They're going to celebrate. Nope, he doubled down. He was like, about six or seven players were doing the horns down. It's a, it's a very classless look. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Rodney Terry, if you don't want them to do it, I got one idea for you. you gotta <laughs> beat him. Maybe just beat Central Florida it was, at home, right? They, it was a 16-point comeback for UCF They on the road, and they beat Texas. What, so What a dork. Big suck it to Texas. Um, we'd also like to just give a big suck it to Kirby Smart because – um, he's just going to get the best player in college football to transfer to his team. Caleb Downs entered the portal yesterday. Um, there was a video going around of Kirby going out of his way to dap up Caleb Downs after the SEC championship game, and I'm just like, you son of a bitch. He hired T-Rob. <laughs> he hired T-Rob, who was the Alabama secondary coach, one Rouse of the best recruiters lost in the sleep SEC. over this T-Rob hire at Georgia. And he goes to Georgia. Alabama tries to keep him. He can't, and now Kirby's getting Caleb Downs. So they're just Georgia's going to win a championship next year. Let's go ahead and I'll just wait till they play the cats. Brock Vander some. Brock Vander Revenge. Are, is everything cool with Cohen? Are we all is that water under the bridge? Uh, probably not. I don't know. He's not like going and unfollowing media members, is he? Uh, probably. That would be a weird thing for be a weird, weird thing to, to do, do to go unfollow media members online. Uh, that, may, that may say negative things about. Wouldn't know anything about that. That that would be that would, I would make me question being a conehead. I would say that much yeah. if that were to be factually true, which yeah. there are some rumors out there. Many people are saying. Just, Is he going to be UK's offensive coordinator though? Probably. Just not following as many people, maybe. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I guess he wants to call the herd a little bit. It's a bull. That's just a. I mean, little, it's just odd. Granted, I do think some media members are worth the unfollow. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But, some of them, real, real bozos. <laughs> like to brag about how they dunk in basketball games. Like, who cares? Like, how many coaches were in the stands for you? <laughs> <laughs> I need the names. I need them now. Uh, Julie Folks, Transies women's coach, should probably be in the top ten for sports figure of the year, Ooh. undefeated national championship. Yeah, good that, call. That's on. That's on me. Oh, that's on me. Got to fill out that ballot today. Which, by the way, do you have a ballot for what? Oh. Sports person of the year? Oh, heavens. No. Oh, no. Oh, man. Nah, we, we just no ballot. <laughs> I will that say. Is, what Mark Story? You get Corey Price on the list. Although, I guess I'm you're not, like an employee of you. Yeah, I'm not media. But what are you doing so. right now? No. Well, I mean, it's. You got got. Very TJ, odd. I will say, though, TJ, I'm worried about releasing the ballots early. It's kind of like the caucusing in Iowa where you're announcing returns early and it's influencing decisions. That's true. Is that I'm where you rock us out with your caucus out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that TJ might have influenced KSR ballots who forgot that their ballots were due today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't tweet mine out, did I? I just, yeah, I just said it on air. Yeah. Could, okay. could the transit coach be stuffing here. the uh, ballot box, maybe? <laughs> Does she need an ID to only put one one ballot in? Very odd to me that there aren't more IU fans questioning Mike Woodson. The roster stinks. He's playing an archaic style of basketball. Their guard plays Ooh, atrocious. Archaic offense. Shows how far they've fallen. Suggests he isn't the guy, and you'll have Crimson Quarry acting like a jerk face in your mention. Crimson Quarry is one of the worst sports accounts out there. That dude is a loser. That, They're not as bad as Hoosier Hysterics. That guy <laughs> needs to change his first name. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think with Indiana though the the problem is is you Scoots I think you knew going into the season that this wasn't one of the better rosters they had. No. The problem was last last year was your year that Mike Woodson needed to make a run and he didn't. Yeah, he had the roster last year. He got some good talent and they the, weird Indiana not good away from Assembly Hall. 
Shocking. It's been the case forever. But, hey, you did make it to the second round last year. Come on. A couple more tournament wins, and they'd make history by getting back to an Elite Eight for the first time <laughs> in over 20 years. Very uh, Texter says, Roush saying Brom should be sports person of the year was the lock of all locks. <laughs> TJ, on a scale of 1 to 10, how shook were you when Abe took off at 1030? Listening on the podcast, I was shook for you. Cannot imagine the helpless feeling of the reality, especially at night in five-degree weather. Glad you were able to find him. Will you be putting him on a leash moving forward at night? So the mystery has been solved. Like my crazy Tuesday night, I've figured out how it all went down the way that it did. We have a smoke detector in our house that is has a dying battery. Yeah, you have the dogs. It, it nothing freaks them out more. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and they like, hate it. So I didn't know. Boy, but I I just got it. Whenever it happens, I just have to like take it off the wall. So when I got home yesterday from work, like I this has never in a million years happened. Like I we had packages on the front porch, so I opened the front door and he sprinted out. I was like. This is, like, what is going on? Do we have a ghost in our house who's just tormenting my dog? Well, we did in the form of a fire smoke detector. Yeah, that pitch, yeah. I guess, was just literally it's so high. Like, yeah. painful for him probably. Uh, so what happened was the night that we thought somebody had broken in or the wife thought somebody had broken in, he was in his room. Scratching at the door. Yes. Yeah. And that's and he was, like, freaking out in his room moving around furniture because he always just wants to, like, hide and when he's scared, which is understandable. And, yeah, yeah. So that's what causes it all. We have fixed the smoke detector. He is acting totally normal again. I let him out without a leash this morning, did not run away, came straight back. Everything, I think, is going to get be okay now. Nice. Whew. I think Nick Wilson needs a first cousin detector. <laughs> Corey's letting him rip today, and we're not stopping him. Nope, not holding him back. If you're only going to get aggressive with the NCAA, I can't imagine having a worse AD in place. Oh, then, yeah. I, I do like the conspiracy theories that, like, UK's not really helping them out because of the whole, like, you're going to, you know, how the school was like, he shouldn't be allowed in. He's, his oh, grades are, you know, he there's didn't a conspiracy pass that. theory to that. There, there's a conspiracy Man. theory that like UK is not helping him out. Man. And that's why the NCAA is not that pushing That is, it. that is, uh, that is definitely a conspiracy theory. Oates should have been suspended. I know it's more of an over exaggerated get out of here more than a push, but you can't touch the opposing player in that manner. I'd say the same thing if Cal did it. I wouldn't care if he got a one-game suspension. I just think uh, he needs to apologize to the player he, and to Missouri, and if they do that, that's he, fine. he did that right after the game. Yeah, um, oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah um, I just – public rec- reprimand sounds like the weakest thing I've ever heard, Corey. Yeah, it's, it's so easy it's, to mock a it's public soft. reprimand. Yeah. It's it's soft. I mean, I agree he should be out uh, for one game, I think. And a one-game suspension is, is also kind of a slap on the wrist, too. Well, true. Yeah, no, it's not that but big. But at least deal. you're sending a message, right? And, you know, I will say that like there is truth to the fact that you hold coaches and adults to a higher standard than players. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if a teacher pushed a kid at school, if they push my kid, I'm going to be ticked off about it. Uh, maybe my kid deserved it or didn't deserve it, but you expect more maturity from an adult. The same should right. apply to Nate Oates. So if he were to be suspended, I wouldn't make a stink about it. But I do think heat of the moment. He shouldn't have done it. Probably should have been a technical more than anything else. Because, you know, what if a player pushed a coach? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're, yep. you're getting kicked out. Yep. But there was nothing there. So I think that was wrong. I don't really care. Nato, it's kind of a goober. Is it insane or is it some insane defensive strategy to unnecessarily collapse on everything and leave shooters wide open? Or are players that collectively dumb on that end? Different style of play yesterday. You wanted to collapse in on Tulu Smith. And if you're going to let Mississippi State shoot threes, they shot more threes than UK. They hit more threes than UK. They still got their butts kicked. That, so, that sounds like a text meant for Louisville, right? Oh, well, maybe. Uh, Roush, it seemed like Ben Chris 
Beckman was going to be a depth piece at the offensive line last year before the injury and maybe even on the two deep. Haven't seen him listed as an option for next year by Luckett or Justin Rowland as he's being recruited over. I mean, you just don't know how... He's going to recover. Well, you also... The ACL injury happened before the season. Sometimes those things take a long time. I mean, I don't... I think it's more just the injury happened. There's six guards that are going to be competing for spots. So we'll see how he recovers. Right, Sounds well, like the basketball team got, got six, six good good guards. Hey. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish with some more recent text. I'm more interested in Scoot's impersonation of Reba. Would she make his cut? Mm. Or impression of Reba? Uh, she would not make my cut. Not oh. a redhead guy. Can you? Can we hear you, Reba? Yeah, can you do a Reba for us? No. You don't want to hear it. that. Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. There you go. Kirby says people forget that it was Severe Wheeler that the one that cooked us in that loss, setting the Cats back three years that day by Cal thinking he was the answer after his miraculous game. Uh, yeah, it ended up not being the best thing, all things I'm, considered. I'm, Although, again, that 2021 22 team could have done some damage if they were healthy and then they were not and then they lost to St. Peter's for the worst tournament loss of all time so it really backfired all right everybody have a great Thursday I'm glad the Cats won I'm glad that we absolutely crushed Corey Price's pathetic elementary <laughs> trivia just kidding Corey thank you for coming in we'll uh, see you always. next week of course yes. you're gonna sleep in or are you gonna come uh, I'll come in uh is the show on at 10 no well yeah uh, replay of the show okay yeah sure this yeah. is KRC on the big X TJ Walker Corey Price Nick Roush Justin Kalen we'll see you on Friday I'm the son of a third generation father